Cairo Radio was paid a fee to air the following program. All information discussed on the following program is for general information purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. Prior to acting on any legal matter, you should seek legal advice from a qualified legal attorney who can evaluate your situation and advise you accordingly. Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick. Good morning and welcome to Your Partner in Law. Hi, I'm attorney Rick Gregorick from the law firm of Gregorick & Associates. I am so fortunate to be with you again this weekend uh, amid the um, coronavirus and the um, terrible upheaval that it's having to our economy and the world and our health and uh, our very fundamental rights that we live under here in the United States. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about... um, I guess maybe some of my feelings. Everybody's getting their feelings out on this and uh, what's going on in our world, um, kind of from the lawyer's perspective, at least this lawyer's perspective. Certainly not all lawyers will agree with me and not all people will agree with me, but that's uh, that's part of the game that we have to play here. And it's very unfortunate. Um, I think most would uh, agree on the divisiveness and the political the politicization of the coronavirus and the impacts that that's having on us. You know, as a lawyer, um, and especially as an estate and elder law attorney, a large part of my day-to-day job in what we do here at our firm, as well as elder law and estate planning firms, you know, across this, the county, the state, and the country, one of the fundamentals of our job is indeed protecting vulnerable adults. Now, we do the legal side of protection. Medical side obviously deals with the protection of vulnerable um, folks for that. And when we're looking at vulnerable adults, whether it be in regular, quote-unquote, normal times, or we look at, you know, vulnerable folks under the coronavirus, it's a pretty similar group, a very high degree of overlap. Obviously, the first factor of just being of age, so the magical age seems to be around 60, so if we're 60 or over, we're going to be possibly in that group. And then, of course, as we age and get older, we all know many, many, many things uh, can interfere with our health. And um, there's no shortages of maladies and illnesses and injuries um, to go around. Um, Heart disease, diabetes, alcoholism, drug addiction, Parkinson's, strokes, Alzheimer's. um, All of these kill tens up into the hundreds of thousands of Americans every year. And now we have a new category to add to that list of a very virulent, easily transmittable virus, uh, the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. And this has really um, put the, you know, a fear across the world because early indications of the death tolls in that were um, frightening. I mean, all of us were really frightened about what is coming. And we were getting a lot of these different types of uh, situations um, in the overall um, press that was coming out, it was the numbers. I mean, we were talking potentially millions of people dying. Now, we all know that those um, studies and results were based on um, flawed input and then very, 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 you know, aggressive types of modeling that would demonstrate a worst case scenario, which is probably where you start. You always, you know, we've we've said in the estate planning world forever, you plan for the worst. You hope for the best. I would hope our politicians will take that a little more to heart um, as we move forward on our preparedness, because that seems to be where we lacked as a country in being prepared for the Um, the medical impact and then the logistical impact that would go along with that, and then the potential for the economic meltdown that we are going through. And that economic meltdown is um, just starting. But, you know, this week, you know, we have over 26 million 
folks who have applied for unemployment, which means the real rate, the actual number of people's probably a lot greater than that. Uh, small business owners aren't included in the unemployed ranks. They don't get unemployment, generally speaking. Um, lots of other folks who either haven't applied or aren't going to reenter the workforce. It happens every time. We saw this in the last recession. We're going to see it again. Um, the devastation that's happening in the small business arena um, is really frightening if we you know, want to, you know, Except the fact that our small businesses are a critical component of our overall total infrastructure. Uh, about 45% of all workers are employed by small firms. They're a significant part of our economy and of our community. And these are the ones that are just really, you know, having the worst time, the most difficult time. They don't have, you know, many abilities to raise capital um, as public companies do. Been hearing about that on the news. So there's just a plethora of things that we need to address as we're going through this. But one of the things that's bothered me quite a bit, and again, this goes back to Probably being an American, uh, being a lifelong patriot, I served in the United States Navy, and then I served in the defense industry for over a decade at Northrop and um, GenCorp Electronics. And so I have a really good understanding of how the military works from that perspective, working on military programs, and how the military itself works, actually having been in the military and being in the medical part of the military as a hospital corpsman working in one of the largest hospitals in the world back in 1975-76 era. And it gave me a profound um, education and understanding of things that uh, a lot of those lessons that we learned back then and the training that I had, I'm seeing kind of play out now, although it's been difficult and challenging to get our equipment and everything. But as I said, what's really troubling to me as the attorney is the infringement of our constitutional rights. Now, you know, the president and the governors, they have phenomenal powers under states of emergency, uh, national emergencies, acts of war, pandemics, things of that nature that have a significant impact on the safety of the public. But all of the government restrictions that are imposed are supposed to be, you know, very well justified, documented, and done in the least restrictive manner. The least restrictive manner, not the most. I mean, and, you know, of course, we see across the country, we see a, a significant difference from state to state, you know, a, a large part to do with different rates of infection in the various states and population densities in the various states. And, and all these things are, you know, quite a variable. You know, I was thinking the other day that if we look at Europe, most countries in Europe are about the size of one of our states, of our, you know, certainly our more populated states. And, you know, Europe in and of itself, they have a different plan for every country within the European community there. And we're really setting up something very similar in the United States, where we have this large body, the United States, but then broken up into its 50 states and territories, uh, plus the territories. And so all of those 52 or so different jurisdictions all have different criteria, and we're seeing governors react differently. Um, some would be considered uh, very um, liberal on the restrictions. In other words, they were not as strict as others. And then we see other states with what I can only call rather draconian measures of restriction of our constitutional rights. So one of the things that you know we always have to pay attention to is our fundamental rights, because those are called out in the Constitution. And we hear a lot of talk about the Constitution, but sometimes it might behoove you to maybe get on that computer with a little extra time that we have and start looking at that Constitution and maybe going back and reading it. It's a powerful document. Read it slowly. Maybe even read it out loud to yourself. You'll find that it is... Um, it's a very thoughtful, insightful document that um, is really adaptable um, right now to our situation, even though our Constitution was written many years ago and has withstood the test of time, it is being tested again today. And I really want to encourage 
all of us to take a look at that. We all live in this great country, and I think we all want it to stay a great country. We don't want to... uh, I really don't think we want to become Europe. Um, I think Europe wants to become us, but that's a whole different um, discussion. But we need to protect our values, our way of life, our constitutional rights, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, um, our ability to enter into contracts that are enforceable. We're, we're going to talk about all these things uh, here in the next break. So we're going to uh, take a quick break. And when we get back, more of Your Partner in Law. We'll be right back. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? have you provided for your family. We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregor, and Associates. They're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. At Story Monson, I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's the host of Long-Term Care Radio here on Cairo. He has a live webinar coming up this Thursday at noon. He'll teach you everything you need to know about long-term care, including all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan we got pays you back if we never use it. Sign up today for Brian's free online webinar. It's Thursday at noon. Brian keeps the webinar class size small to allow time for Q&A at the end, creating the best learning environment possible. The live webinar this Thursday at noon, it's free. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. It's times like these that remind us how crucial it is to make sure your family's health care documents and money management is in order. It's John Curley. Be proactive, have a plan, and do what's best for your family so everyone can have peace of mind. I can't recommend it enough. Talk to Rick Gregorick. He helped me in my estate plan, and Rick is open and ready to help make sure your plan is properly updated. And if you don't have an estate plan, Rick is absolutely the best in the area to create the proper plan to custom fit for your needs. Rick wants to encourage everyone everyone to follow the guidelines being provided by local and state and federal governments to slow the growth of this deadly virus. It's vitally important to invest in yourself and your family. In a proper estate, an elder law plan has never been more important. Rick Gregorick and Associates are open now and ready to help you. You can schedule your complimentary consultation by calling 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick from the law firm of Gregorick & Associates. Really, uh, I said in the beginning, I'm really glad to be able to talk to each of you today and you know, kind of pass along some of my feelings and attitudes and what's going on. And and most importantly, I want to end up making sure that you can answer the question of what should I be doing? You know, what should you be doing during this um, pandemic um, for yourself, your family, your workers, your coworkers, your friends, um, all of these things that we're kind of restricted on dealing with right now, we're going to have to uh, re- energize. I got a call from a a client here um, and they were very concerned about um, their elderly mother who is under the care of one of her children uh, for medical care and another one of her children's taking care of the finances. And the family has begun to have 
various health-related issues, not related to the coronavirus, just related to normal life. Um, we have, you know, we have one of the persons has um, dementia, one person has lupus, one person has kidney disease. Um, you know, so these are real problems, and they're compounded now during the coronavirus. But you need to take a look at your own personal situation with a very critical eye. Looking at your health care directives, your powers of attorney, your wills, your living trust, your other estate planning documents, and, and to say, are these what I need now? Do they have the right people in place? Do I have the right terms and conditions? Have I addressed possibility, the possibility of being put on a ventilator as a result of coronavirus? And would I want my standard living will to operate? Or might I want some special provisions in there? And those are the types of things we, we talk about. And we really need to take a look at that. I mean, we need to take all the other estate planning issues in context as well, as far as estate taxes, state tax liability. All, there's just a plethora of things to look at. But really, when we get down to the the really, really, really important part of your estate planning, it's really about management of health care and making sure that we have adequate funds to provide that health care. And that's part of the um, planning process is to bring all of this into reality, into perspective. How well prepared are you? How well prepared are those that you're choosing to provide for your care in the event you're unable to do so? What contingency plans have you put in place? So those are all the things we'd like to talk about. And um, Gregor and Associates, we're open for business. You can uh, give us a call at our office number, 425-284-3450, or you could um, just give us a phone call, Eric, um, or go on the web, excuse me, you could phone us or go on the web and just let us know how we can help you. The web is yourpartnerinlaw.com, yourpartnerinlaw.com, or simply rjglegal.com. It's like my initials, Richard James Gregorick, so rjglegal.com. And uh, we're here to help, and uh, we'll talk to you over the phone, or we'll video chat, um, or we'll meet with you in some other appropriate means, uh, practicing social distancing and mask and gloves and all that stuff. So we're here to help. So before last break, I was talking a little bit about some of the constitutional issues that are in play with this as, as, as we breathe today. Uh, some of our constitutional infringements have really um, gone astray, and we need to make sure that we're able to identify these and make sure that as this coronavirus passes, which hopefully is sooner rather than later, that our constitutional rights are restored and that we didn't slide down the slippery slope of weakening our um, our constitutional rights. I want to just talk about a, a couple of key constitutional um, things that um, are somewhat meaningful and I think you should... Um, Take pause and think about these a little bit. But talk about the first one, and they're in no particular order. They're all equally important. But the contract clause in the Constitution, it prohibits interference with lawful contracts like leases and employment agreements. So think about that of what's happening in the workplace today. Now, our due process clause, most people are somewhat familiar with that. That's the 14th Amendment. It specifically prohibits states from interfering with the life, liberty, or property without a trial at which the state must prove fault. Um, we've had an awful lot of interference. So, again, I'm just raising the issues um, for you to think about. And then we have a very interesting clause in the Fifth Amendment, and that's called the Takings Clause. The takings clause requires just compensation when a state meaningfully, meaningfully interferes with an owner's lawful use of his property. Well, we got a lot of businesses shut down right now. So the context of that, you know, let's look at our First Amendment. 
You know, you all know that, the right to free speech, but it goes on well beyond that. It's the right to associate and judicially recognize, and the judicially recognized right to travel. The Constitution describes these as natural rights that the Constitution protects. So it says we already have these rights, but the government is protecting those rights for us. So think about that, our liberty and our safety. And then the economic divide that is um, coming about is also troubling troubling me. We already have a significant um, income gap between the uber uber wealthy and pretty much the rest of us. Um, in my humble opinion, we've seen a decline in the middle class over the last uh, decade or so, with the um, certainly with the late uh, last recession that we just came out of, and we're just really getting underway uh, from that one. Um, and now we have, you know, something that's bothered me a little bit. I was listening to the news the other night, and you listening to some of the commentators and this was in context of some of the protests that were going on and I thought a little bit I said you know this is an interesting concept because we've come out and we've made two classes of businesses I don't think we really intended it to come out this way but I think it's playing out this way that we have essential businesses and I think we all understand what the majority of those are but we certainly don't understand what all of them are and then we have non-essential. In other words, businesses that maybe some are implying are not important. And I don't think that's the case at all. Every business is important out there. It's what makes the fabric of our economy. But, you know, perhaps we could have used some better language. I'm not a big fan of all the political correctness sometimes. But in this case, maybe we should have said something more along the lines of critical industries to support the pandemic. That might have been a little softening blow, but I think an awful lot of business owners out there that own their businesses and saying, I'm not essential, I'm not important. And I think they feel left out, frustrated, scared to death about their businesses. I mean, our practice, we have hundreds and hundreds of small business owners of all different types from simple you know, things that so many people have, rental real estate properties, your business owners. But then we have all the franchise-type stores. We've got con contractors, architects. Uh, we have other professional services. We represent law firms, CPA firms, um, just a whole plethora, homeowners associations. I mean, there's lots and lots and lots of businesses out there that are critical to our overall success and health. And so I think the term essential and non-essential needs to be sure we put that in context for the coronavirus only, they're essential or non-essential, but um, certainly getting our businesses back to work, um, really, 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 um, I think, top of everyone's awareness. I think fear has grasped many, um, and we need to make sure we check our fear with facts and look at what's really happening now that we have much better real data coming in and we've got a long way to go. We need a lot more data, especially on the total infected rate to get that uh, denominator that they're talking about down so we can see what the real true mortality rate is because that's what you know has a lot of people feared. I mean, this virus has two major issues. One is how easily and readily it is transmitted and transferred from human to human. And then for the vulnerable part of the population, the um, conditions, the medical conditions become severe um, with our um, respiratory system, apparently our kidneys as well, and heart systems. And, it be, and it's a grave result for people that are elderly or vulnerable adults with other morbidity factors in their, um, their life. Hey, folks, we've got to take a quick break, and your partner-in-law will return in just a few short moments. We'll be right back. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself. 
Are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregorick and Associates. They're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. At Storymonts, and I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's the host of Long-Term Care Radio here on Cairo. He has a live webinar coming up this Thursday at noon. He'll teach you everything you need to know about long-term care, including all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan we got pays you back if we never use it. Sign up today for Brian's free online webinar. It's Thursday at noon. Brian keeps the webinar class size small to allow time for Q&A at the end, creating the best learning environment possible. The live webinar this Thursday at noon, it's free. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. And welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick, the law firm of Gregorick & Associates. Hey, we're open for business. Uh, give us a call, 425-284-3450, or check us out on the web, yourpartnerinlaw.com or rjglegal.com. Either one will get you there. Hey, we're putting together some workshops and that. We're going to be talking about the things you ought to be thinking about in the coronavirus. We're going to go over the CARES Act. We're going to cover the SECURE Act. Remember, that came in January. We've talked a lot about that on the show, uh, previous uh, previous shows. And uh, both of these have... Um, both of these require your attention, even amidst this coronavirus and maybe the fact that uh, so many of us are um, sheltered in place and not going to work uh, although hopefully we'll be going back to work sooner rather than later but in the interim thinking about your finances your estate planning this is a great time to do that Um, most of your advisors uh, financial advisors your CPAs your attorneys um, most of them are working um, at least virtually by phone. Very few are in their office, but they are working and they can certainly help you. And so, you know, you know, taking a look at the, the CARES Act, if you have lost your job and you're filing for unemployment, um, you're going to get a nice surprise. Uh, you're probably aware of that, but um, you're going to get an extra $600 a week of unemployment and initially that's supposed to be up to four months. We'll see how that goes. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, the payroll checks are going out, the, you know, the $1,200. And for those that are eligible, if you make over $75,000, you are going to get less. If you make over $99,000, you are going to get zero. So um, it is a plan to help those in the um, most vulnerable economic bracket and uh, keep those families um, afloat, hopefully, long enough to get back to work. And um, hope the government doesn't incentivize people to stay at home too long with uh, premium payments because I think it's um, it's time we get back to work. Uh, we all need to work. That's just part of who we are as humans. So, you know, take advantage of that. Now, our small business owners, um, there was uh, $350 billion in the uh, first tranche of the CARES Act for small businesses. That was exhausted, I think, in four days. And uh, unfortunately, there were some problems with that, some large institutions and that. Um, I won't rehash all those. Um, Some have given the money back. uh, Others haven't yet. uh, Probably some won't. Um, It's had some very wealthy organizations uh, taking advantage of this program through some, you just got to call them loopholes. Uh, It was not the intent of Congress to bail out uh, Harvard, you know, prestigious 
you know, educational institution with $37 billion in their endowment. So uh, they're not hurting. So um, shame on them and shame on any company that took this uh, to the disadvantage of the small businesses, which is what it was intended for to keep the mom and pop shops open and to keep our economic business engine going. And uh, so we do have a second tranche that looks like it's coming on board. Um, They're going to take a little more focus on trying to get this money down to the really small businesses. You know, when you drive up and down the street and you see all those shops closed up, that's what we want to get opened back up. And um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just dying to go out for dinner. You know, it's it's great to have home delivery. It's great to eat at home. But, you know, it's really nice. I enjoy a nice meal out at a restaurant every now and then. So that will be uh, something nice to go back. So take a look through the CARES Act, folks. And there are relief out there for a lot of people. Certainly not everybody. The relief is not going to make you whole. It's not going to make you better. But hopefully it'll be a little bit of a crutch to get through this period. And then, you know, we've talked a lot about the SECURE Act. And that's the one that impacts your retirement accounts, your IRAs, 401ks. And we've talked about that at great length in prior shows, and uh, we'll probably continue to mention it for quite a while because it impacts everyone with a retirement account. And one of the things that um, I'd like to bring out, you know, the market, you know, took a pretty healthy dip when this... uh, whole thing exploded here 30 days ago, and in that ensuing time, we've had a really a strong recovery from the bottom, which I think was March 23rd, if memory serves, where the stock market hit its lowest um, in recent times, and um, had most of us quite concerned, um, you know, a precipitous drop that happened only in just a, a few short days. And then we've started to, you know, rise out of that, and we've gained back a substantial part, but it's going to take a long time to get back to where we were. But we have had some recovery, but nonetheless, the market is still down, and that creates an opportunity for you. And, you know, you always say, well, what what good can come out of this bad? Well, let's say you have uh, your traditional IRAs. Um, this would be an excellent time to run your calculations, talk with your financial advisor, CPA, maybe your attorney, and take a look at those Roth conversions. Um, the market's down, so the value of the stock you'd be transferring is down, so the impact of that will mean that you will have a smaller um, tax burden to pay because your investments are down. And so this is a kind of an opportunity to improve your position there um, because as you're, you know, as you're aware, the Roth provisions do not require any minimum distributions when you turned 72. The new age is 72. Used to be 70 and a half, if you recall. The um, SECURE Act extended that out to 72, another positive step. So um, take a look at those seriously because as you have heard before and or if not, but when people inherit your IRA, if it's someone other than your spouse, more likely than not, they are going to have to withdraw 100% of that IRA prior to reaching or prior to 10 years. So 10 years from the date of death, from your date of death, your beneficiaries are going to have to exhaust, in other words, withdraw all that money from your IRA, paying all the tax on it. So it's going to be a large tax increase because instead of your beneficiaries being able to stretch that IRA out over 30, 35 or, or more years, depending on their age, they're now going to have to take it out in just 10 years. There are some carve-outs for what they call eligible designated beneficiaries. Um, which are children under 18 or 21, depending on your age of majority in your state, uh, disabled folks, spouses, and um, there might be another one, but I'm slipping my mind right now, but very limited. Those people will be able to continue to use the stretch-out provisions that we'd all come to love and enjoy. They were quite nice, but uh, that era ended, and so... This is the, you know, this was a tax increase and this was a way to get more money back into the economy rather than being tied up in uh, retirement accounts. Um, Government never planned on retirement accounts being as successful as they were, but um, 
There you go. So take a look at those Roth conversions. I think they may be something of uh, great interest, and you may just have um, a nice little opportunity. And the government's going to give you up to three years under the CARES Act, I believe. Uh, check this out with your CPA. Make sure everything you're doing is eligible. But uh, you might have up to three years to pay the taxes um, that would be due. That's nice. And the other thing the uh, CARES Act did is it eliminated the 10% penalty for any early withdrawals. So um, that's a good benefit for those under 59 and a half. So pay attention to what's going on out there and make sure that you're prepared. And being prepared starts at home. I know most of you uh, have had a lot of difficulty getting any of the protective equipment that we're supposed to have as individuals regarding masks and gloves and things of that nature. I'm hoping our supply system will come on board here pretty soon so that everybody can go into you know, Walmart or Walgreens or Bartels or Costco and pick up their supplies and uh, have these because I think an awful lot of people do not have them right now. And we probably are going to need them on a situational basis, on a go-forward uh, basis for for a while. And uh, certainly as we get through this season's um, COVID outbreak, um, it's going to, from all that, from all that I'm hearing, it's most likely going to have some sort of resurgence in the fall during flu season. Um, so we'll all have to be prepared for that. Um, I'm really hoping that our governments and our municipalities at the local and state levels will um, up their preparedness as far as the equipment that they're going to need, whether it be ventilators or dialysis, dialysis machines or any other of the plethora of uh, technological equipment used in the medical industry today. It's truly remarkable. Um, but let's make sure we have all that as well as all the protective equipment of gloves and gowns and masks and all of the things to keep our healthcare workers safe and also have those available then for the general public. I doubt most of us will have to run around in uh, N95 masks, but we will probably be wearing masks as we gather, as we open the economy in these staggered stages as we're talking about. Hey, what? You know what? Came up with another break we got to take here. So um, just let you know that uh, Gregor and Associates is open. Um, give us a call, 425-284-3450, and uh, we'd be glad to help you out. We can um, do just about anything remotely and virtually that we're able to do sitting in the office. So... Uh, don't worry about that. We'll get everything taken care of, and we'll be right back after this short break. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself. Are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick. Gregor and Associates, they're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. At Story Monson, I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's the host of Long-Term Care Radio here on Cairo. He has a live webinar coming up this Thursday at noon. He'll teach you everything you need to know about long-term care, including all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan we got pays you back if we never use it. Sign up today for Brian's free online webinar. It's Thursday at noon. Brian keeps the webinar class size small to allow time for Q&A at the end, creating the best learning environment possible. The live webinar this Thursday at noon, it's free. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Retirement. 
What does it mean to you? Has it changed as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning. I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation. 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a partner-in-law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com. Yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner-in-Law with Rick Gregorick. On Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm Rick Gregory. Glad to have you with us. I mentioned before uh, our last break uh, that uh, the law firm, Gregory & Associates, is uh, fully operational, um, albeit remotely for the most part. And everyone's working from home. Um, we even got new internet service yesterday to speed up that process, so that was exciting. So um, things are moving forward. Um, we're helping a lot of clients and uh, really, uh, you know, having some really um, challenging conversations with our clients. Um, um, it really creates a lot of uh, depth in our conversations as far as what's going on and how it may or may not impact you personally or your family or those around you or your business. There's an awful lot of uncertainty, and the best way to tackle uncertainty is to have a plan. You know, having a plan in life uh, for lots of different things makes sense. And, of course, uh, my focus is on your estate plan, your elder law planning, depending on your situations. Elder and estate planning, they're one and the same. They're just done differently for different people at different stages in their life, different stages in their health and wealth. Um, That's really... The key difference people that are in the elder law community are elder and more often than not have underlying health conditions. Many of those we hear hear about in the uh, coronavirus newses as these morbidity factors of obesity, diabetes, heart uh, heart conditions. Uh, kidney um, disorders, um, things of that nature, Uh, people who are generally unhealthy, high blood pressure, um, a much more vulnerable population, and that vulnerability um, becomes um, severe um, as people age, and certainly uh, once they pass their 70s, 75, get into their 80s. Coronavirus, if you're put on a respirator, excuse me, a ventilator, um, it's a near death sentence. Um, there's a very small recovery rate. It's something around 12%, I've heard. Um, I've heard numbers anywhere 20% to 12%, but um, it's in that range. So 12 to 15, 20% of the people who are put on ventilators. Um, actually get up and walk out of the hospital. Now, you may also have other complicating factors that are going to remain. So it is a very, very serious illness when you are in one of the vulnerable categories. Uh, Most of the news is telling us, um, and I'm hopeful that this is right. Um, I'm just reading the stuff that you're reading. I I do a lot. Uh, I look at all the different news agencies because there's, you know, wild... uh, differences in how the news agencies are reporting this. But if you listen to all of them and then kind of blend it together, you start to be able to put the real story together because it's the real story is always somewhere between the goalpost. It's it's not at either end of the spectrum. It's in between. And so we just need to kind of keep focusing on that. But as the estate planner, it is so fundamental during this time where there are heightened situations. There are more people involved in medical situations now. And I just can't think of a time where it's been more critical that you have proper estate planning documents. Now, estate planning documents really deal with a couple of different things. They deal with your money, your finances, and they're going to deal with those during your lifetime, in the event you become incapacitated and unable to manage your affairs, someone else is going to manage those. 
If you don't have an estate plan, it will more likely than not be someone appointed by the state, probably not the person you would choose yourself. So the government gives you the opportunity to do your own, to do your own estate planning. Um, you should take advantage of that. And because in your estate planning, the government's given you a lot of freedom, a lot of choices, even choices as how do you pay your taxes, what taxes you'll have to pay, what type of uh, tax deduction planning can you do. It's you know, all legitimate. It's all in the tax code. You just have to avail yourself of it. If you, you know, there's an old saying, you know, if you snooze, you lose. If you don't exercise your rights or avail yourself of your rights, you're not going to have them. And so the best advice is use your use the rights the government has given you. Do your estate planning. We've talked about two different ways to do your estate planning. You can have a will-based plan or a trust-based plan using a revocable living trust. Both plans work well. One plan or the other may work better for your individual situation. Um, I used to think in my youth that everyone should have a trust. It's just a better tool. Well, I believe it is a better tool when properly applied and when properly used. And what I've learned over the course of my career is many folks have trust that maybe they didn't really understand what they were when they got them. And so they kind of put them on the shelf and kind of forgot about them. And they kind of become useless. Um, or they have damaging um, things in them. So trusts are a wonderful tool. I love trust. My whole practice is built around trust law. But not everyone should have a living trust. There are many applications that are appropriate to use a last will as um, your planning mode. Um, all planning modes, both uh, trust and powers of attorney, um, they have, uh, excuse me, trust and wills. They both have powers of attorney for, for your financial care. Um, they work differently in a trust-based plan than in a will-based plan. That's something important to understand. And then, of course, you have your medical documents, your medical powers of attorney, your health care directives, a.k.a. the living will. And I just can't stress the importance of having these, what I call caregiver agreements, these people who are going to be providing you care, either guiding and directing your medical care or managing your finances, even managing where you're going to live in your own home, a nursing home, an assisted living facility. Um, you know, in your estate plan, you can actually say, hey, it is not my choice to go to a nursing home unless it's absolutely no other choice. I want, you know, there are options. And if you exercise your options, um, I think you're going to be happier. Um, those around you will be happier if you're happier. And, you know, why none of us can prevent or avoid certain things in life. You know, having a heart attack, I mean, you know, gets into lifestyle and genetics and all that. But in reality, you know, a lot of people have heart attacks. It's over, what, 600 and over 600,000 people die a year from um, cardiac illness. Um, that's a whole bunch. Um, a lot more than killed the coronavirus, that the coronavirus killed. Um, this is just, you know, the coronavirus is a new tragedy in nature's um quiver of horrors, I call them, as far as bacterias and viruses and all the illnesses that are spawned from those. And Mother Nature's a powerful beast, and uh, we need to respect her, and there's always going to be new things coming up. We, we all know that these you know, microbes of viruses and bacterias, they multiply at very high rates, very rapidly. They mutate quickly. They can change their characteristics. You know, we, we all learned in the uh, bacterial phase, you know, that uh, antibiotics, if they were overused, the, the bacteria became immune from the antibiotics. And some of them actually liked the antibiotics and prospered on it. So it's a constant battle between man and microbe. And uh, they're a very difficult um, thing to um, deal with. But knowing this and knowing that we all have risk, to cover those risks is just simply the responsible thing to do. So if you're head of household, your mom and dad, you have children at home, not having an estate plan could be catastrophic to your children. You know, think through this. If you got, you know, coronavirus, 
virus or anything else that's life-threatening, you know, cancer. I mean, there's, there's no shortage of things that can trip us up. You know, what would happen to your family, your spouse, your children? You know, what, what would happen? Or, you know, are you prepared and are they prepared for your loss? And these are things that none of us like to talk about. Heck, I don't like talking about them in my personal life either. But when we can talk about these at the professional level and we can come in and have a frank, confidential conversation and go through your fears, your risks, your concerns, and then tie that together with your financial resources do you have an abundance or a little shortage? What's your estate made up of? Are you real estate heavy? You have lots of real estate holdings, but not much cash. Or all of your investments and all of your savings are in retirement accounts and you don't have any non-retirement accounts. You know, there's all different types of things. Maybe your wealth is tied up in your business and it's not very liquid, prosperous business. But how do you get cash out of that prosperous business in, in large chunks in that so there's so many, a lot, so many things we can talk about, but this is a time to think about that and really take some introspection into yourself in light of the coronavirus. We're all learning things about ourselves, about our communities. We're all getting a civics lesson in the um, in constitutional law between the states and the federal government, between federalism and states' rights versus federal rights. We need to keep this clear and not listen to necessarily some of the um, uh, folks in the media that I don't think they understand some of our constitution and some of the division of rights and that between the states and the federal government. So um, let's all do our part. Uh, please stay well out there. Um, practice good common sense social distancing. Um, hopefully the governor is going to get us uh, a plan here pretty quick to you know, start reintroducing uh, various segments into society because I think we all need that. We all want that. And golly, it's going to be good for us. I mean, as wonderful it is to drive on an empty freeway, um, I know that that's not a good sign. So as nice as it looks, it's a bad sign. So um, let's reverse this and do our part. And I think we'll all uh, come out the other end and um, life will go on. And let's just hope that we have our freedoms and we're back to what we all wanted to call normal. Take care, folks. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick. A Info newsletters and Your Partner in Law podcast can all be found at yourpartnerinlaw.com. To schedule an appointment with Rick Gregorick, call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free Partner in Law event, visit yourpartnerinlaw.com. Tune in next Sunday morning at 9 to Your Partner in Law with your host, Rick Gregorick. Simulcast on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH.